This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, your source for antisocial commentary. This is one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? You don't look so hot. Are you uh, under the weather, sickly or something? I guess that's what you call it. Yeah, I feel like shit. Jeez, you're all like uh, even paler than usual. Yeah, my nose is redder than usual. The rest of my face is paler. I know the listening audience can't actually see this, but uh, Wackerly is drinking Alka-Seltzer cold medicine right now. Do, do you have vodka in that? Uh, no, I don't. I think it counteracts the effects. I will be drinking MGD, though, Okay, this podcast. The guy is such a trooper. It doesn't even matter. He's still ill, and yet he can still drink beer and cold medicine together. <sighs> it's the fuel that keeps the show going. Yeah, well, uh, don't breathe this way, please, because I don't want to catch your AIDS. All right? <laughs> like you haven't already. So, uh, Wackerly, the other day, I forgot to mention this to you, but um, I saw an interesting occurrence on the uh, Bay Area Rapid Transportation System. <laughs> so I was coming back from the city. I went and had dinner with my brother, and I was on my way back in the city, and I was taking the BART train. So the BART train is our public transportation system here in the uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Which it's, I think is much more fucked up than any public transportation system anywhere else. Dude, it's so user-friendly. It's so simple to figure out. It's much easier than New York's subway system. Uh, no, I'm talking about like fucked up shit going down on the BART. I don't know, man. I used to live in Chicago, and I used to see a lot of fucked up shit there, too. Like like people starting shit or just passed out homeless people? I mean, you see that everywhere. But I think on the uh, the BART has much more like people you know, getting in your face and other people's faces, that type of thing. Well, your BART's a little more expensive. So I, I don't know. Like in Chicago, it only costs like a buck 25 or a buck 50 to ride the uh, L trains. You used to see a lot of homeless people pay, you know, begging for change and confronting people. All the time, but... Maybe I'm just sheltered. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't know how many times this has happened to you, but there's been so many different instances when I've been at the BART like, platform at the station waiting for the train, and you're waiting for, like, fucking 20 minutes, and they keep announcing there's police or police action, yeah. you know, at another station, so that's why the trains are being delayed. So the other day, I was coming back from the city... I was taking the uh, Pittsburgh Bay Point train over to, uh, which people will have Not no idea what that means. About it, yeah. But yeah. And I was taking the train over. I stopped at West Oakland, which is the first stop on the East Bay side. And the train sat there for a good, I don't know, 15 minutes. And so I was just like, you know, what, what's going on here? So the doors were open. I got out onto the platform. And then all I could hear was, Officer Smith, we need you at train car three. Officer Smith, train car three now. The so, super effective BART police. Yeah, just like they're, like, yeah. they're like one step up from the mall cop. But are they are they a specific branch of police, or are yeah. they still you know Oakland police? No, it's a specific branch because Bart goes through all these different you know cities and jurisdictions. Bart has to have its own police department. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I they were calling for the Bart police, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to go check this out, dude. This never happens. I never get to see the police action on the Bart. Yeah, because usually you're stuck in one of the cars. And you yeah, can't see and you're sitting there just like, you know, completely confused and pissed off because your train's delayed 20 yeah. minutes. So I walk up to to uh, train car three, and in there in that car, there's this like really, really intoxicated Mexican dude. He's wearing sunglasses. He has a fifth in, in a brown paper bag, a fifth of something, 
and he's just screaming. He's yeah. screaming and screaming he's singing. Nice. Yeah, but he's screaming at the female passengers. Like he was looking at this one blonde girl who was actually kind of hot, and he was just like, "You think you're so good with your little pussy? I could eat your little pussy, you fucking bitch, little pussy." And he wouldn't shut up. And everyone else is just trying to like not look at him, but at the same time, they're you know alarmed because he might attack them, and so. So was that working out for him, that line of flirtation? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that was uh, – yeah, I don't think it, it was very uh, key to him getting laid. I, no. I, don't, I don't think it, it aided him. I won't try it then. Yeah, I, I don't think that's good for foreplay. But maybe he was trying to talk dirty. Maybe that's how they do it in Mexico. I don't know. And then shove like a taco in your mouth or something. Yeah. But so Shut anyway, I'm, I'm standing there on the platform watching this, you know, trying not to laugh because I didn't want the guy to like come and attack me. And then – you know, on, on the other side, I see this big, like, fat, lumbering female cop. Like, this this big, fat, overweight female oh, BART police. Yeah, BART police officer. And she's, like, lumbering over to car three. She gets on there, and then the guy's just kind of looking at her like, what are you going to do, bitch? <laughs> and uh, she grabs him by the arm. It's like, come on, come on. And she's hurt. he pulls his arm away. And then she grabs him again, and he just punched her right in the face. Just popped her in the face. Yeah, why the fuck is she grabbing him? By, don't they have, like, submission holds? Like, shouldn't she just I think she was just trying to, ground? like, I don't think she was planning on wrestling him. I think she just wanted to grab him and, like, just, you know, immediately remove him th- from the train. Well, I guess she learned her lesson. Oh, he popped her right in the face, like a good shot, like Rocky Balboa. And she, she like, fell back and kind of fell back, like, onto the platform off the train. And then, like, this good Samaritan who was on the train, stands up and, like, kind of approaches the Mexican guy and was just like, hey, man, settle down. And then that Mexican white guy? Dude, yeah, white guy. Yeah, and he nice. was just like this yuppie-looking fuck. Dumbass. And I was just like, dude, I want to see you get beat down right now. <laughs> Did he have a sweater tied around his neck? No, he was wearing a sweater vest, though. Really? Yeah, no, nah, I'm joking. He was just like <laughs> some, like, you know, regular yuppie dude in Gap clothing. And so the Mexican dude just looks at him and is like, come on, bitch, come on, puta, and like gets up in his face, and, yeah. I, and the dude just totally backed down. What a dumbass. I, you know, I don't know if he was with like, his girlfriend that was trying to pressure him to do something. That's when you're like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Why'd you get up there? I would just be like, I'm going in another car, or I'm just going to sit back here and you know, get some popcorn enjoy and enjoy the show. And so he sits back down, and the guy just continues his rant. Meanwhile, the cops are like, frantically calling up for backup. And then these two huge cops come running up, running down the platform, big, bald like cops that would just like kick your ass and sodomize you with a nightstick. Yeah. And they grab this dude. That's as cops should look like. Yeah, no, that, that's that's what cops should be. They should why, be why were intimidating. Why they there to begin with? Were they, like, still finishing their donut or something? Maybe they think Officer, you know, Big Fat Smith is, like, a badass or something and can handle these yeah. these perpetrators. Useless. Well, they grabbed this dude, slammed him, like, you know, face first into the pavement, handcuffed him, and just kind of picked him up. And the dude wasn't even really trying to fight with them. I think he knew, you know, that there's there was no point in trying to fight with them. Yeah, well, that's what you do to a belligerent, drunken asshole on the bar. Well, the best part about cop. it is he was wearing, like, this, a pair of sunglasses, and they broke one of the lenses. <laughs> and, uh, right so, into his eye? Yeah, no, one of the, so one of the eyes didn't have a lens, and the other eye did have a lens, and they were, like, pulling him off, you know, Dragging him down the platform to the elevator to take him to, like, the BART police station or something. All right, let me ask you this, though. This is the true uh, value judgment on a – if somebody is truly a great, belligerent, drunken asshole. As the cops were dragging him away, was he still mouthing off? 
Yeah, that was awesome. that. That's why, like in in my book, this guy got like a you know a plus an A plus Four for stars. effort here. I you mean, he gave to, it the old college try. You have to remain belligerent, even when you know you're, it's over for you. Dude, he was just screaming like he was screaming, "Fucking pigs, fucking bitches! You're not gonna get me, fucking!" And then yeah. he starts looking at all the people on the platform, yeah, myself great, included. Dude. He's like, "Enjoy the show, <laughs> enjoy the show." And I was looking at him like, "Yeah, encore, please, encore!" And I was clapping, and some other people were just kind of laughing, and then they just threw him in the elevator and i don't know what happened after that that's why it sucks that we don't like put people in the stocks anymore well you know dude because if you're about to get put in the stocks you wouldn't be mouthing off to people because then they can come and like you know rub shit in your face yeah, and like put, yeah, day, put you in the, so. and publicly humiliate you. Right. The Whereas stocks. the bar, they just kind of drag you off. Train can just keep going on its merry way, and you pretend, you know, that that this never happened. Yeah, I know. And everybody, and you, and everybody else in the bar have to pretend that like you're all not big pussies that couldn't do anything about it. But it, but it was great. I mean, but seriously though, dude, this brings up an interesting point about being a good Samaritan. Would you have done anything if you were in that car? Would you have done anything? No, because I because I'm a pussy, <laughs> and you I know, can't do anything. I don't even want to say that I'm a pussy because it's, well, it's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious that I am a pussy. But at the same time, I really couldn't care less. I was enjoying myself. If he was I'd yelling at me, I'd be like, "Why don't you shut the fuck up and sit down?" If he would have attacked me or like the girl that I was with or something like that, yeah, of course, then I would have you know been roused into action. But the fact that he's just sitting there ranting and being you know acting like a drunken belligerent. Mexican. Oh no! I, I would just been like, whatever, dude. Yeah. This is great. I'm like, yeah, I get popcorn. And yeah, it's, it's good if you can have headphones on and sunglasses because then you're, you know, then he doesn't know that you're watching him, and then he doesn't zero in on you. But uh, even if you don't, I still think, yeah, it's just. Entertaining. I, I don't even care, dude. I have my legs up. I'm enjoying the show, and Your even the fact up. that he. <laughs> No, dude, I had my legs up on the, you know, I'm getting the... a gynecological exam or something. I don't, I'm not in stirrups. I'm saying I had my legs crossed on the seat in front of me. Oh, I'm leaning back, enjoying the show. Right. And then, then he like punches the cop in the face. You don't get to see that all too often. No, that was unexpected. Yeah, I imagine they kind of beat the guy's ass. But I was just thinking, you know, this is great because I never get to see, you know, police action. Police brutality. Yeah, police brutality <laughs> on the bar train. And, I mean, when's the last time you had an altercation? Actually, you had one of the best altercations I've ever heard on the BART. It wasn't yeah, much of an altercation. Really it kind of, But, yeah, some dude just came up and stole my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying here is you essentially got punked out on the BART train. Yeah, I in guess a way. you'd call it that. So you, what, but let, let's just kind of get a little more detail. You were eating, what, like a bagel or no, something? No, I wasn't eating anything. You're not supposed to eat on the bar, and I'm a law-abiding citizen. So you had your sandwich just sitting... by my feet, and I was reading a newspaper <laughs> or something, and this guy just came up and grabbed it, and as a he bum? grabbed it, I looked... Yeah, I guess he was a homeless guy. Who knows these days? Yeah. I looked at him. He's like, what the fuck you looking at, bitch? I was like, well, you're taking my sandwich. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> And then he proceeded to sit down and like just jamming this thing into his mouth like he's never eaten in a week. And then he starts to like cough on it because he like went down the wrong pipe. And I was like, well, I, I'm slightly justified by that. Then, yeah, he's, but, then he's choking on it. But at the same time, would you want the sandwich back once he, you know, had it in his grubby paws and was shoving it in his face? No. And what the fuck am I supposed to do? Go and like grab the guy and be like, give me back my fucking sandwich. <laughs> I mean, obviously this was this big black dude. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I agree with you on that point. I would have just been like, okay, it's, it, it's your sandwich now. Yeah, I mean, 
You know what? It wasn't but dude, even in prison. You know you'd what? Be though? sitting down when you pee. It wasn't even a sandwich. It was just. It was a bagel. It was like a dollar. You know, a seventy a seventy five cent bagel. Yeah, I mean, I guess nothing on it. Not even any cream cheese. So just, did you just go back to reading the newspaper, or did you just you know what what happened after that? Yeah, I just kept reading. I mean, I wasn't gonna get up and run away. I wasn't gonna get on the like stupid Bart phone. Uh, excuse me, somebody just stole my sandwich, <laughs> my bagel. Did he ask you for some cream cheese? I'd fucking give him some cream cheese right in his face. <laughs> no, but I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess when you ride public transportation, you run the risk of having something happen. But, yeah, being... but this is what I'm saying. I just I think that the BART, I mean, I understand that New York subways are extremely dirty and, you know, maybe Chicago subways are extremely crowded. But Filthy. I just feel like more shit like this happens. Like the other day, some dude was just fucking smoking a joint right in the BART car that I was in. Now you know? that then that guy has that guy has some big balls, and then he's on the his he, cell- a, he needs a wheelbarrow. Yeah, to carry and his balls. as he's smoking pot, he's on his cell phone setting up another drug deal. You know, louder than I'm talking right now. Wow. And everybody just sits there. Everybody just sits around. Well, you know, that's uh, you got to accept what people do on in the Bay Area. <laughs> balls of steel. Yeah. You know, the one person I know that wouldn't accept anything like this is my brother. Right. Yeah, my brother, and I, I'm just going to quickly... Uh, Captain you know, Fago. I'm just going to quickly give <laughs> the a synopsis Samaritan. of this story. But my brother seriously thinks he's like some kind of superhero. I, know, I think like, he thinks he's Indiana Jones, and the only reason I say that is because of the hat that he used to have. Yeah, my, my brother used to wear a brown fedora, and he thought he was Indiana Jones. He but he does. also he's also obsessed with Spider-Man. I think, I think in his mind, he thinks he's some gay superhero, like the Pink Angel or the something. The Cherub of Justice. <laughs> I think he thinks he's a Cherub of Justice. But I remember this, actually, distinctly, because he called me after it happened. He, he was living in Chicago. He must have been like 27 at the time. And he was on the platform at the Addison Station, which is right by Wrigley Field. And the uh, platform... In Chicago, these are elevated trains, so you're kind of like a couple flights up. And so he's sitting there on the platform waiting for the train, and he noticed that there are like a group of maybe like 10 sixth graders, and they're like little ghetto sixth graders beating the crap out of another sixth grader. So, his spider senses told him. Yeah, his spider senses went off, his gaydar. And so he was like, little boys. No, but anyway, they were that like... little boy is in distress. <laughs> they were beating the crap out of this one kid. They had him on the ground. They were kicking and punching him. And he was kind of like coming close to where the point where you'd fall off onto the tracks. So no one was doing anything. I mean, everyone's just kind of sitting there just like, whatever. You know, kids will be kids. Let him kick it. Let me let him kick their ass. And so my brother's just like, you know, what the fuck? And he goes over there and is just like, you know, stop, stop hurting this kid. And he like grabs one kid and pulls him off. And this one little kid, this little ghetto kid, goes up to my brother and is like, "Fuck you, bitch!" and slaps him right across the face. And that then awesome. that caused that prompted all the other kids to start slapping my brothers. My brother was getting his ass beat pretty much by ten sixth graders. They were like just like, were "Bitch!" Smart. I like that they weren't punching him; they were just slapping him. They were just slapping. They realized him. that like, that's all it was going to take. <laughs> yeah, but that's how gay men fight. They, they, they with slaps, and so they're just slapping him. My brother's kind of like trying to like you know maintain control control the situation and then like some big huge fat black lady that was on, also on the platform comes over and she the true superhero <laughs> yeah, she grabs one of the kids by his ear grabs another kid she's like come on boy you stop doing this you stop hurting this man but what the fuck is wrong with you boy and she grabs this one kid and then all the other kids scatter and she holds like the one kid that like slapped my brother by the ear and waited till like the uh, chicago metropolitan police showed up 
Your brother and, like, should, yeah. should have taken a few pointers from her. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, my brother... She probably would tell him that with great power comes great responsibility. Well, so my brother calls me up and he's gloating, saying, yeah, you know, I almost stopped a kid from being killed today. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, you got your ass kicked by a bunch of sixth graders, okay? Nice. That's what happened. But the, what I'm saying here, my point is, there's no reason to be a good Samaritan this day and age. You turn the other cheek and you ignore. What That's you what you do. you think you're going to get some ass? Dude, but let's say you're walking down the street and you see, like, you know, a rape in progress. Are you going to stop that rape in progress? Or are you going to call the police and be like, hey, dude, there's a girl getting raped. You might want to go and intervene. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, okay. <laughs> I'll it's call not, the cops, I guess. You know, it's not. I actually have called the cops when some guy was beating the shit out of his girlfriend outside my apartment once. Yeah, I mean, but, but more there's just because no I was like trying to watch TV and it was like really loud. It was loud. just too loud. You know, the fact of the matter is, though, she probably didn't listen. Well, yeah. Yeah. But she, uh, did two, <laughs> she did have two black eyes. <laughs> she just doesn't listen. But yeah, so no, what I'm saying is like there's no point in being a good Samaritan. You're just going to get slapped by a sixth grader. And you can ask my brother that. <laughs> PK, yeah, cherub of justice. It doesn't work. But unless, anyway, you, unless you have a big, fat, black woman sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> then you can go around and do whatever you want because I'll take care of business. <laughs> But moving along, this um, this story, my little anecdote here, kind of fits well. It's a good segue into my story here for Sick and Wrong. Oh, nice job, so cheater. Th- <laughs> so this is podcast 48 that we're doing here. We're uh, quickly approaching the uh, podcast 50 landmark. And um, just a quick recap of the uh, last show. As people know, you know how Sick and Wrong works. We compete to see who can find the most disturbing article on the uh, internet. And it's, or in the news, it's uh, Wackerly, myself, and a listener. Submits articles. We find out the audience votes as to who has the most disturbing news item of the week. I believe last week you did an article about a kid being ripped apart by pigs. I did an article eaten about a pigs. eaten, yeah, eaten by pigs. Like I did an article about a cop who enjoyed getting shit on and masturbating. And a listener sent in an article about a woman, a mother who microwaved her baby. Well, uh, the votes have came in. The votes, the people have spoken here. A listener won. Listener had uh, 104 votes. Wow. It was close, though. I came in with 98. People love microwaves. And believe it or not, you had 36 votes. People love stories about microwaves. <laughs> they, they, no, they just, yeah, they, they love stories about microwaving babies. When babies die, people, you know, people, they, they, their sympathy button goes off. That's why that movie Gremlins was so popular. Yeah, but I don't even think this baby, that, that's what I think that a common misnomer of this article is that you think that the baby's going to blow up like one of the gremlins. No, the baby didn't gonna... blow up. It just kind of boiled from the inside. Decomposed cellularly. And, I, and just uh, one little um, note of uh, interest about this, a follow-up here, is the woman did eventually confess to putting her baby in the microwave. Yeah, So I now she's that. being, uh, I think she's being tried for uh, life in prison. There was some question of whether she really did it or not. So, but now um, there isn't anymore. So Ubo did win Podcast 47. And Ubo, we're going to send you a sick and wrong uh, care package. Unfortunately, we're having a little problem getting our t-shirts made, but we did get stickers. And uh, we're going to send you a couple stickers there, Ubo. So, um, yeah, thanks for sending in that article. So uh, I believe you started last week. Yeah, I think so. So uh, let, me, let me start off the uh, show here with uh, my story, because it's a good segue, because it's about a good Samaritan. So bizarre murder of Tot ends in suicide. This is kind of kind of a complicated story, so you want to pay attention here. 
So Lakia Rutley says she'll never again do what she did early Sunday morning. Stop to help another driver involved in an accident. So I think she's going to renounce being a good Samaritan ever again. She learned her lesson. Quote, unquote, night or day, it doesn't matter, said the 21-year-old nurse's aide. I won't stop again ever. And uh, to be honest, once you hear this article, her point is kind of difficult to argue with. When Rutley and her 15-year-old cousin came upon an accident, uh, she stopped and opened her door asking one of the victims if she could call for help. The man, I tentatively identified as 49-year-old Michael Lowe, pulled her out of the car, pushed her to the ground, smashed her face repeatedly against the ground. He then threw her cousin out of the car and then stole the uh, 1996 Ford Explorer. He forced both women to jump over a barbed wire fence because he sped right at them in an attempt to kill them as well. <laughs> so this woman, like out of, you know, out of her own good conscience here, is trying to help this guy. And he basically just beats her face in and then steals her car and tries to run her over. So the incident was part of a bizarre chain of events that left Lowe, the uh, perpetrator here, Michael Lowe, dead. Rutley, the driver, badly shaken, and uh, Lowe's two-year-old daughter, dead in the driveway of a vacant home. Uh, three days later, police are trying to piece together what actually happened. And uh, the whole incident ended when Lowe stepped in front of a tractor trailer on the Interstate Highway, and was uh, struck dead. What happened to the 96 Ford Explorer? Let me get to it. <laughs> I told you this is kind of a complicated one. It's too complicated for me. So please say that Lowe um, strangled his daughter and struck her repeatedly in the head before discarding her body in front of a home, I guess in the Skimono Hills here in Virginia. He then drove three miles west along I-64, where he rammed another car head-on in an apparent suicide attempt. That's when the driver, um, Rutley, found him lying on the pavement in a bloody mess. When that didn't work, he carjacked Rutley's SUV, drove 20 miles into New Kent, which is another part of Virginia, where he intentionally wrecked it near a closed rest area, once again trying to commit suicide. He, um, it didn't work. Just drive it into a garage and close the fucking door, dude. It's easy. Uh, this guy's violent, dude. He wanted to go out with a bang. He then climbed out of the car, stood in the middle of an interstate highway where he was struck twice by passing cars. He then managed to get up and was finally killed when hit by a tractor trailer. Dude, this guy, <laughs> dude, this, this guy was the Terminator. I, think I, mean, so. I mean, he got hit three times. I mean, he was in two accidents, ramming a car head on, driving right into like a rest area, and then he managed to survive getting hit three times on the highway. He'd make a good superhero. He could do some yeah, dude, good Terminator and work himself. <laughs> uh, toxicology reports determined that uh, he was on a large amount of drugs. They didn't actually specify what type of drugs. But he suffered extensive injuries in the head-on crash, and it's our indication that he was on something to keep being hit and knocked down. Dust. Yeah, I, uh, that's what I have to say. In my professional opinion, I would say this guy had to be on PCP. Have you ever done PCP? Once. I never have. I don't understand it. People always say, like, oh, you're on, he's on PCP. He's like the Hulk. He's crazy. You can't hurt him. Is that what happens? Dude, it's a, it's a type of drug where you know after your whole little escapade, you're going to end up naked, hanging on a barbed wire fence, just kind of like, what the fuck happened to me? So you just don't know what's going on? I, what I did, we smoked a joint that was dusted. Did you know it was PCP. dusted or you, it was... 
No, we knew you. we knew something. It was laced because they told us that it was, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, sweet dude, college <laughs> bonus. This is going to be cool. College, back and yeah, it was the only like time out of all the drugs I've ever done. It was the only time where I felt out of control. Like I felt like I you regretted doing it. Oh, after I regretted you did it. doing it immediately. I seriously, I was like, I had to go straight back to my room where I was curled up, fetal position in the bed, just kind of like, I want this to stop now. And I was too but scared. Like if somebody happened to be beating you with a broom handle, do you feel like that would have been cool because you were on PCP and it wouldn't have mattered? You know, I, I wonder if it depends on the, uh, the the person's psyche, like the per- person's mental ability. I mean, if they're maybe. prone to violence, maybe. You know that they then they're going to be a violent person, but PCP is definitely the drug of champions. So on the sick and wrong scale, this was a bizarre story. It was bizarre. It was strange. It involved the murder of a two-year-old. It involved a carjacking of a good Samaritan, and it involved a guy trying to commit suicide. What five times? On the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give this a nine point four. <laughs> Dude, nine point four. <laughs> did did. Did Leo Tolstoy write that story? <laughs> Is there a Cliff's Notes version I can get? Because that was long and there was way too much detail. Yeah, I but... might score it higher, but I completely lost track of it in the middle. So I'm going to just give it an 8.5. Because <laughs> I don't even know. So Dude, I'm gonna I, think your sickness, I think your sickness is preventing your... We'll is see. clouding your mental we'll faculties. See, we'll, see what, we'll see what the listeners say, but that was long. Okay, it, it was a long story, but what, what essentially what I happened? Like I got ran into by the truck, and I liked. Uh, I guess I liked the girl getting pulled out of her car. That was funny and beaten. But you know what? The the, the reason it kind of goes along with with our anecdote at the beginning here is because don't help anybody. No, and I think everybody knows you can't pick up hitchhikers. But I guess maybe this woman. Was this guy was lying on the ground in a pile of his own blood. So I think she. But was... and she was next to a car, so it was like, well, he has a car. He must be an all right guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I, whereas she a hitchhiker, would have had no obviously idea. just like that's a crazy person. But I mean, I think up. what happens if you come upon an accident scene, don't stop and try to like grab the guy and help him up or something. Call the police. Or if you want to put the person out of their misery, you can like. Do a burnout on their head with your and back just kind of drive over. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that's um, also acceptable. you know it's probably going to happen. Listeners are going to have to listen to it again because yeah. they're going to be like Maybe that was such times. a convoluted take narrative. Notes. Yeah, take notes and follow. Make a diagram. But it's a nine point five. I swear to God. What do you have there, Wackerly? a nice simple story uh about a well i'll just let you guys figure it out as i read it uh ronald j dominique very feminine last name for a man ronald dominique uh who is a short overweight man and he's suffering from a heart condition uh a near broke nobody who lived with his sister before moving into a homeless shelter (laughs) moving on up to the homeless shelter. Head into that homeless shelter. Uh, he was leaning heavily on a cane when officers came to get him last week. And this happened in Huma, Huma, Louisiana. I think it's kind of like, you know, one of those epicenters of white trash type areas of the country. Yeah, dude, Louisiana. We, we, that was showing from Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Not a great place to live. No. Uh, and I've got a picture of this guy, and I want everybody who's thinking about voting for the story to go to the website, and I will post this guy's picture. Because he looks sort of like, 
I guess maybe if George Costanza let himself go. Let, let me see a picture of that guy. Oh God, look at that dude. Well, everything he said, you know, everything in the article sort of describes him to a T. Um, White trash. Even with his meek persona, investigators said Dominique, who that's his last name. It's a man. Ronald Dominique bound and strangled or smothered 23 men and teenage boys in South Louisiana in what the FBI consider its most urgent serial killing case of the moment. 23 men and teenage boys. Wow. And, it's like John you know, Wayne Gacy. This guy has a Yeah, but John Wayne Gacy was like a big scary guy. He was a burly killer clown. This guy has a heart condition. He's it shuffles around with a cane. He's he's described as having a meek persona. All I can say is down in Louisiana, they must breed their faggots to be, you know, pretty weak. Dude, this is like a good old boy. This is a country homo. Yeah, but he's also just, you know He's the type of guy that's gonna be like squeal like a pig. Squeal like no, a pig. But he, this is a dude that you wouldn't want to meet and you're little, canoeing down a river. He's this pathetic you wouldn't even notice him. He's this pathetic little shriveled up heart, you know, bad heart guy. I'm just all I'm saying is He's gotta be a fat ass. How do you manage to guy, smother these dudes? I think if this guy well, here's what he did. He would convince them into having sex with him. And as part of the sex, he would be, well, I want to tie you up. You know, it's my fetish to tie you up. Oh, and so they'd okay. give so, into it. You know, they'd willingly let him tie them up. And then, uh, you know, he would put a pillow over their head or something. You seem to be so familiar with this procedure. All I'm saying is <laughs> I'd like to see this guy try this with something like, you know, the tough San Francisco faggots. <laughs> like the Folsom Street Fair guys. Like my brother. Pink well, Angel. If he was if he wasn't busy being slapped by by sixth graders, <laughs> um, so they're gonna seek the death penalty on this guy. Uh, you know, they further describe him as he was a nothing on the street, a nobody. Uh, you'd never notice him, but in this position of you know being able to murder these people at once they were tied up, it was gave him a sense of power. You know, I, th I think it's funny when serial killers keep a lot of their clippings because they they kind of like it. Just you know, they're they're doing this for attention. And this guy's just getting ragged on, bagged yeah, on yeah. by everybody. It's just like yeah, they say I'm a like, big pussy. It's not like Ted Bundy or uh, Richard Ramirez, where they're always described as being like dashing, yeah, this and very elusive, charming, like, charming guy. He's like this guy's a fat, pathetic <laughs> wimp. Yeah, you'd never notice him. He was the biggest loser in the universe. They said that when he moved into the uh, homeless shelter. They call it a homeless shelter, but I guess you have to. It's more like a flop house because they say that he can only afford six, five or six nights at ten dollars a night. So he only had like fifty bucks in his pocket. Ten bucks a night. Um, the uh, the guy who manages the place says if he hadn't been arrested, he could have been here twenty years and nobody would have paid any attention to him. <laughs> he complained about his health some, but that's all they ever heard from him. So he probably didn't have many friends. Quiet no, loner type. No, his sister kicked him out. Right, made him go live at the homeless place. But uh, so they say that his motivation was he enjoyed raping these people, but um, he almost got into trouble like 20 years ago because he raped somebody and then they like went to the cops. So the reason he was killing them is so he could continue to rape. We never had to risk that, you know, Police one, of interference. His, one of his rapees would ever go to the cops again. Yeah, Dahmer did the same thing, but right. Dahmer ate him. Yeah. And he talked to their corpses, right? He would have like yeah. conversations. And they say like these Hamlet. killings went, went on from uh, 1997 to 2005. All the man, all the victims were homeless males, ranging from 16 to 46. So he's almost doing a public service. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear what the chairman of justice has to say about that. Dude, I hate panhandlers. Well, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> so on the second wrong scale, you're basically saying that 
because he was such a prolific serial killer, 23 homeless people killed. And he's just like a fat, weak weirdo. I'm going to have to give that. Probably smells like, you know, feta cheese. Ben Gay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to give that. I don't know, man. 23? You're giving it a 23? No, awesome. no. I'm saying 23 people killed. I have to give that probably about a 9. All right. I'm going to give it a 9.2. A 9.2. At least it was easier to follow than yours. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that, that was that was very quick to the point. wasn't complicated. wasn't complicated like mine, but I, yeah. I, I had a caveat. I said that mine was complicated. This isn't a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> we invite the listening audience to vote on that. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Also go check out our voting system at SickAndWrongPodcast.com on our website. But uh, before we get into listener email here, we did get the listener submission for the week. We received probably about five or six articles, and it was difficult to um, narrow it down. But I think this one was definitely the most interesting and the funniest one. This came from uh, Daniel, who's from uh, who's from New Zealand. And uh, before we get into the article, he mentioned that he loves the podcast, and he said, "By the way, I'm from New Zealand, and your Australian accents are shit house. Funny, but shit house." Well, what the fuck? Last time I checked, <laughs> New Zealand was not Australia. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even want you to launch into your Russell Crowe accent here. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Don't even start. But yeah, I actually agree because, uh, you know, I've never claimed to be, you know, a master thespian here. I, I, I've never mastered accents from around the world. But I, I haven't think, had voice coaching. But I think Wackerly does a damn good job with the Indian accent. Yeah. And, uh, it might be me. Didn't hear anybody complaining about that one. Yeah. My friend. <laughs> So uh, Daniel sent this sent this gem into us here. Man left to die with limbs and penis bound by wife after failed sex attempt. It's a great headline. So the headline. penis is not a limb. It's not considered a limb. It's a separate thing. Yeah, I think they're referring to arms and legs and okay. penis. A woman outraged by her husband's unwillingness to make love to her wrapped up his penis with scotch tape and tried to force him into sexual intercourse. Her plan failed. When the woman wrapped her husband's hands, legs, and head with duct tape and went to bed. Apparently, the man died from suffocation. So, uh, this incident occurred in central Russia, which is in a village, I guess, just south of uh, Moscow. In central Russia, <laughs> wife rapes you. Dude, when, when I was reading this, the first thing that came to mind was Borat's village in uh, Kazakhstan. I'm thinking of Yakov Smirnov. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking straight of Borat's wife in the movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. But uh, Borat's wife, I think, is the type that would uh, <clears throat> wrap you in uh, duct tape. But uh, investigators report that the 28-year-old woman had been partying with her friends that day. And upon coming home, she threw a tantrum in front of her husband and son. The son told police afterwards that his mother had come home late. She had been clearly drinking and tried to force his daddy to sleep with her. The daddy, apparently, flatly rejected her advances. Outraged, <laughs> she the must woman... must be a looker. <laughs> Dude, I could just imagine. Don't you just picture this big, huge, burly Russian woman? Yeah, so it's not one of those hot Russian brides that are always emailing me. No, I, I'm checking, like, as a woman with, like, six teeth. This is what I'm envisioning. Six teeth... Several, Big, you know, several about, chins. About 225 pounds, several chins. Um, outraged, the woman began to beat him savagely, forcing him to take off all his clothes. The 10-year-old tried to protect his father, but the woman hit the kid so hard that he passed out. 
Having dealt with the boy, the woman reportedly wrapped up her husband's penis with scotch tape and tried to have sex with him, but failed. The woman then wrapped up her husband entirely with adhesive tape, sealed up his mouth and nose, and then went to bed. During questioning, the woman explained that the husband had shouted insults at her, and she simply wanted him to shut up. The dead man's body was discovered by his mother-in-law, who arrived in the morning to look after the children. The man was stark naked and dead, his limbs all wrapped up in scotch. Which is kind of funny. So he was wrapped up in scotch tape. His mom found him naked, wrapped up in scotch tape. And it was kind of funny because I was just thinking, you know, my mom used to find me naked, passed out, drunk, wrapped in bubble wrap. I don't know. It's kind of along the same lines. I don't understand how scotch tape gives you a an erection. I think she was making a dildo. With she scotch was, tape, though? Dude, she was wrapping up his dick in scotch tape, and it was going to be kind of hard, so he could just try to fuck her. Did she you have, know? like, she could a popsicle try to make stick him fuck her. to the back or something? <laughs> that was her problem. That <laughs> yeah. was her problem. She would, like, put, like, a stick under there. If I would have been you know, there, I would have given her some pointers. <laughs> so what, you've done this before? No comment. <laughs> Forensic experts say that the man had died by suffocation. Investigation to manslaughter is underway. If convicted, the woman may face up to 24 months behind bars. <laughs> you know what that's called? That's called Russian justice. Yeah. You, you kill your husband by, by uh, suffocating him in scotch tape, and you get two years in prison. Yeah, but it, maybe it's like the gulag. Maybe it's Maybe two years in the gulag is equal to like, you know, 20 years. Oh, you think they regular... sent him off to Siberia or something? Yeah, and like, you know, some American country club jail. Maybe it's really <laughs> shitty. Friends and neighbors said the man was a good worker and did not drink, unlike his wife, who used to hit the bottle regularly. Was Fuck un... yeah, party girl. <laughs> That's my girl. Unfaithful to her husband and constantly battered him and their kids. Her mother has several times asked the government bodies to strip her of parental rights. You know what, though? I think that's probably what happened in the trial. Everybody was like, man, that guy was a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a puss. What a milk toast. Yeah, doesn't drink, doesn't want to have sex with his wife, battered husband. Dude, I mean, how? what I never understood, have you ever met a guy who's a battered husband? No, but I've heard of guys who are How does husbands. that happen? It's just I, that you know, type I don't of guy. Get it. It's just that type of guy. You know, typical, like, mama's boy... Uh, wants to be in a relationship where the girl really needs him and, like, you know, cares about her feelings. That yeah, type of guy. Yeah, but, dude, I mean, this woman would get drunk, come home, and start beating his ass. Would she just, like, you know, I don't know, punch her in the face? Yeah, a couple medicine? Times, but you, that's why we... You gotta learn her. That's why we're not those guys. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever be... Have my dick wrapped up in tape. Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's my own choice. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll damn well have a fucking popsicle stick back there. So on the sick and wrong scale, the man did die from suffocation. He was uh, repeatedly abused by his wife. And you can't you can't <clears throat> forego this. She did knock out their 10-year-old son in her attempt That's to rape him. That's my favorite part of the story. Yeah, I'm going to have to give this, God, at least a 9.2 just for creativity. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 9.3. I wonder if the cherub of justice was there, if he would have done anything. Dude, my brother totally would have intervened. I'm like, okay, stop all this tomfoolery. Now what you got to have is a goddamn popsicle stick. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> do us gays have to show you straights how to do everything? Dude, my brother knows how to wrap a dick up in tape. Guaranteed. Yeah, dude. 
So uh, we invite the listening audience to vote on all three of these stories. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Just use our voting system, and you can decide who uh, wins for Podcast 48. Sick and Wrong is now on SickRadio.com. All right, we got to wrap up the show here. As usual, towards the end of the show, we tend to get to a listener email. And uh, as usual, we've been getting a lot. Although this week, we got a couple, a couple interesting listener emails I'm going to get to. Uh, real quick here, we got one from Mickey that says that she was listening to our podcast, um, 47. And, uh, Are you I guess, sure this is a girl? I'm pretty sure this is a girl. <laughs> We've had some uh, confusion in the past couple of weeks. Well, you know, they always use pseudonyms. So sometimes, you you know, you think... like Pseudonyms uh, or androgynous names like Mickey. Yeah. I mean, Mickey is an androgynous name here. But I'm I'm willing, just by, by her comments, I'm willing to assume that she's a girl. So um, we, we were discussing at length Britney, Pussy's, or <laughs> Britney Spears mud flaps last week. Yeah, I noticed somebody had a problem with my misspelling of that fucking bitch's name. Like, I give a fuck. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about how um, celebrities that don't wear panties, which I'm actually partial to, but uh, apparently Wackerly has an issue with it. So Mickey claims that uh, I'm listening to your podcast right now, and you guys are talking about panties and no panties. I'm a decent girl, and sometimes I don't wear panties just because I don't feel like it. But just because I don't have panties on doesn't mean that I'm flashing and swinging my poontang all over the place. Hey, can you hang on, dude? I gotta go grab some lube. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) Sometimes I don't have on panties and nobody else knows about it. And I do it because on some days I just feel comfortable with them off. There's a difference with that. And then being a slut and not having any panties on with a mini skirt and you have these freaking huge flaps that are just swinging around for everybody to see, that's disgusting. So there's a difference. You can go without panties. Just don't let the whole world know. So hot. I understand that. It is kind of hot. And actually, we invite Mickey, if you are female, which I'm hoping you are, you're more than welcome to send us pictures of yourself in a miniskirt without panties. And we won't think you're a slut. No. We're not going to chide you for being a slut. We might even send you a sticker. Yeah. But uh, she said that she was going to look at the Britney Spears pictures that were posted on her site, which we're going to have to leave up for another week because uh, apparently people are really into those pictures. <laughs> It's a so, public uh, service. Yeah, go check it out. com. We have pictures of Britney Spears flaps. Thanks, Mickey, for sending in that email. We got another email here from Mr. Evans that said um, he was commenting on the recipe for crack, which we also posted to the website. He said, this must be um, everyone's worst nightmare. Thanks for the crack recipe, although a temperature guide would be nice. Do you have one of those guides for crystal meth or even good old-fashioned amphetamines? As I can't afford to lay out for an, ou- an ounce of coke right now. <laughs> Apparently, he's kind you of gotta a pay cheap to drug play. user. Yeah. Here's what you do, though. You buy the coke. You make the crack. You sell the crack. You use the profits from the crack to pay for the original coke. And then you use the rest of the money that you made to buy some coke for yourself. You know, but he brings up an interesting point, though. We Maybe we should go uh, scour the internet and see if we can find an article or a um, recipe for making speed. <laughs> I mean, dude. I'm sure there's a million out there. Dude, speed is usually made. I mean, it's usually cooked up in like uh, trailer parks across the uh, country. So I, I really don't think the um, recipe's all that complicated. No, I don't think it's it's too complex. So, um, yeah, Mr. Evans, we'll we'll, we'll try to um, find that for you. Yeah, 
I mean, one-stop drug cooking warehouse. That's what our webpage is going to turn into. He also mentions, oh, and please tell that fat-necked, stumpy little pitbull woman to put her gash away. You know what? I love that he said that because I've always thought this. Everybody says that Britney Spears is so hot. She has the fucking neck of a linebacker. Dude, no, she does. It's rippling. It's just I mean, too, it's thick. It's too thick for her head. She does not have a feminine neck. She has this, like, fucking football player neck, and it's unattractive. You know what, though? Well, you know what the thing is with her? She's a fat girl, and you can tell she's a fat girl. She's a fat girl from Louisiana, and if she wasn't on, like, if she wasn't anorexic and she was on some celebrity diet, she didn't have wasn't, a trainer. Yeah, famous. If she didn't have a trainer, trainer she, right. if she wasn't famous and didn't have a trainer, she would be a big, fat you know, white trash woman with a huge neck and a back and like big and hanging, you know, big hanging milk wagons. And yeah, like six kids suckling at her teats. Horrible hair, big claw, big claw hanging bags. labia. All right. Thanks, Mr. Evans, for sending in that uh, that tidbit of information there. We also got another email from John, which um, he sent in an interesting URL. The URL here is www. A universal resource locator? Yes. The, it's uh, www.phonetrace.org. It's a pretty cool website. I which find kind it to of, be frightening. Yeah, it kind of freaked me out at first. So this website here can trace the location of people's cell phones using Google Map technology. Your so cell phone has to be on. Yeah, your cell phone has to be on. And it will trace your exact location wherever well, you are in the close. world. I think it's like within a you know a couple block radius. Yeah, but it's pretty, dude. It's pretty scary. I mean, it's creepy. The fact that you, you can know what actually... it's scary for. It's scary for people in relationships. Yeah, because, because you could have your stalker. Other. Yeah, your stalker significant other find out <laughs> where you are. Stalker or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, or girlfriend. Or uh, for you, it's easy to track down those ex girlfriends. Yeah. But no, you enter in, so you go to this website, phonetrace.org, and you enter in your number, and then it will like zoom in using Google Maps and find out exactly where uh, the location of that cell phone yeah, number is. Yeah, well, people is. have to check it out. Yeah. I thought it was funny, though. I went to that site, and I noticed that they have a bunch of like sex ads on the site. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's because when you find out that your you know, boyfriend or girlfriend is cheating on you, then you go right to the sex ads. So go check it out. It's www.phonetrace.org. And uh, finally, the uh, last email here, which is one of my favorites, came from Robert. I guess he lives in Florida. He said, uh, this is right up your alley. So he sent us an email about a, a band. That apparently, I guess he went to high school with this band. It's a band called Gobstopper. And uh, they were like a punk thrash yeah, outfit. Hard, hardcore band. Yeah, hardcore band out of uh, Florida. And so if you go to their website, www.trackthecurse.com slash gobstopper.htm. And uh, we're going to have to post this probably on our website. If you, go to their, if you go to their website, you can buy a DVD of this infamous show that they had performed in L.A. So Gobstopper was a thrash punk outfit from uh, Tampa in the early 90s. Ominously referred to as Tardcore, the lineup was a constantly rotating group of between one and three insane frontmen led by a solid backing band lineup. Uh, their shows were exciting, intense, and hilarious. The band recorded only one demo called Melon Fucker. But uh, apparently they, uh, had a, they used to sing a lot of songs about vintage video games and having sex with legless women. Huh. So, yeah. That's something. Know. It was a cross between The Mentors, Terrorizer, and a band called Sticky. So they used to open for uh, bands such as Instead and GBH, but apparently uh, Gobstoppers... Uh, can, I just, can I mention something? You're a bigger music dark than I am, but I have a problem with people giving this huge pedigree to what amounts to being like, you know, 
an alright band, I guess. They have, what, one demo he's saying, and he's, like, talking about their lineage and who they open for. It's like, get to the fucking point already. It's just a hardcore band. Okay. Sounds like every other hardcore band. Well, what's funny about this is this band is, you know, I mean, they're essentially an unknown band. Right. And uh, what's funny about it is in this article here, they say Gobstopper's big break, huge break here, came when the drummer's probation officer suggested that for his looming community service hours... His band could play an upcoming Christmas party at a home for the mentally disabled. (laughs) And so uh, they ended up going and playing a show at this, yeah, it was the um, Children's Haven, which is like a home for uh, mentally disabled and retarded people. And so they made a DVD of it, and they made a videotape yeah, of them playing this live set. Yeah, that sort of thing. And if you go to their website, trackthecurse.com slash gobstopper.htm, you can actually download a QuickTime video, like a little snippet of a bunch of retards dancing around when you hear this band. I mean, that, that has like Cookie Monster vocals singing songs called Legless Bitch, Bitch in Blue, and Phone Fuck, screaming, and the retarded people are dancing around there having the time of their lives. Yeah, why would anybody think that retards wouldn't like that kind of music? Yeah, it says I mean, here... Look at the people at a real hardcore show that pay to go see it. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs> is it that much of a stretch? <laughs> he says there was never a mean-spirited moment in the entire gig. Everyone had a great time. But what you will see is some reality is really unique dancing, and that's I think that's probably the best part of the video is you see yeah. some uh, retarded people like just totally pogoing, getting into it, dancing. Well, that's around. one of the thing about re- retards that you know we bag on retards a lot, and I feel bad about it sometimes. Dude, it's all in good fun. But retards have a good time most of the time, even when they're having a bad time, when they're pissed off. I mean, they lash out and break stuff, and then you know that's kind of fun. But I think they're just excited to be there. I mean, I they're, they're excited to have a band ev- there. almost every moment of every day. Yeah, it's like they have a live band. Doesn't matter if they're playing death metal or thrash music. They're just right. you know. It's, Do you it's, think it's the fun. parole officer thought that they were going to go there and play like Holly Jolly Christmas? <laughs> Best time of the year. Yeah, I, I don't know if he actually had the forethought to know that they were going to go play Lakeless Bitch. But hey, who knows? So you can go to their website and you can actually buy the entire DVD. So uh, yeah, go go uh, check it out. The band's called uh, Gobstopper. And the website's trackthecurse.com slash gobstopper.htm. We should probably post a link to it on the website. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, thanks, Robert, for sending that in. Well, that about does it here for uh, Podcast 48. Um, make sure you stay tuned. We're about two podcasts away, one podcast away from uh, Podcast 50, which is a landmark podcast. And, uh, you know, I've we, we built this up. You know, we have some huge expectations for this, Wackerly. Yeah. And uh, believe <laughs> With me. With all that that entails. Yeah, believe me, we're going we're gonna to pull something out that's going to impress and astound. Are you going to show everybody your wart? Maybe. Are you talking about the genital ones? We said pull something out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I might. I might. Until next week, take a sleazy. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Ha!